I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, still in, all, all black today, as usual. What are you... Uh, you should meditate into this. What are you um, actually mourning? Are you mourning something? No, no, I went and saw Black Panther last night, actually. Oh, yeah. Bla- what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I quite like Marvel. I do you know, really, I don't like Marvel movies. I don't, I don't not like Marvel movies, but I like Black Panther. Do you Panther. like them or do you not like them? I don't know. What, what do you like? Chocolate. Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcasters, where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. Join me as always is Francis Ball. Hello Francis. Good evening, everyone. Well, it's not evening again, it could be morning, it could it's, be afternoon, it well, could be for anything. Us, for us it's early evening. Yeah, early evening. Good, good early evening. One of my favourite times of day is early evening, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> Why would you know that? Why would we? Yeah, but it's true. My favourite type of evening is when you're in the countryside, it's like a summer and it's like coming into the evening, it's like five, six... Maybe seven in the evening. You got a cold brewski in one hand. You probably got the barbecue going in the other. There's a swimming pool in the corner of your eye. Floats on it. Yeah. Couple of girls. Couple of guys. Wind. Not what, quite wind. It's just a strange more, start to the podcast. Now, Sorry, I wasn't great. listening. What did you say? <laughs> I said that I, was my I, favorite thing. I drifted this, off. This is interesting though. Okay, what? Okay, fine. What kind? Of, we never really asked each other this. What kind of turns you on and turns you off, Tom? What turns you Jesus on? Jesus Christ, we're going straight into this, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. What turns you on? Clarinets. And what turns you off? Yeah, clarinets. Warhammer. <laughs> Uh, Shit, he's finally London. admitting it. <laughs> I knew he'd admit it. All, all my favourite things. <laughs> Does that turn you? What, no, what actually? What actually in life turns you on? It's true though. When you, what is it? What that turns, what turns you? I guess what turns me on is like feeling like I'm making incremental games towards gains towards like a goal. You yeah, know, that, exactly. That kind of turns, building something that turns me on. Yeah, like working towards a goal. 
Okay, mm. and, and Tom, what about you? What about you in life? What turns you on? Yeah, same, I guess. Like working towards... I think that's generally, that's. that's generally across uh, everyone. People feel like their life has meaning when they're like, working towards a goal. Well, not always, because some people would say, like, some people would say, you know... I think always. I think that's part of the human condition. But some people would say, you know, football. Football is there what turns them on in life. Or some people would say... Yeah, uh, but they would have some goal, which obviously if they don't have a goal, if they're aimless, right, then they're generally a bit depressed, right? So people who have a goal and they're making incremental gains towards that goal, generally you're, you're like pushing yourself and you're out of your comfort zone and you're maybe like some, growing. Maybe some people don't want goals. Maybe some people are just content No, yeah, doing their thing. There we go, Tom. That's what I'm saying. Some yeah. people don't want goals. Some people are just content with their being, right? Well, yeah, maybe. I'd like to meet someone who, who, well, who, the, who's the, happy not having any goals. The reason why I say this is because we have a guest. They might have a goal of some sort. Which you just Maybe the goal is to not have a goal. Yeah, but well, we, exactly. So then it's a paradox. But, but, but also, that's not necessarily what turns you on. Like, and so if you said to someone, it's not about like achieving things. Some people could say that, like, in a sense, poetry turns them on. Po- poetry does turn turn me on. Some poetry uh, more than others. Okay, then going back to that, what turns you off, Tom? What turns you off? What do you hate or dislike or turns you off? Well, I guess like, the opposite of what turns you on, like people do who you don't know- have. Drive and ambition, kind of. Or yeah. what about things like, do you know what turns me off? People who eat fruit too loudly. Just, you know, just fruit. Oh my God, I hate it. Or people who, when they have cereal, my brother used to do this, when they have cereal and they pour out the cereal and they put their hand in the cereal box and drag out the cereal with their hand. I don't, no. really, I don't really get cereal. I no, I don't yeah. eat cereal. But do you know what really turns me off is um, how Proudlock says, yeah, baby, at the end of every <laughs> Instagram story. Yeah, but you're like, watching it. Uh, no, but not for very long. If he continues, I'm going to have to. He's been doing it for a while. I mate. know, but I keep feeling like, oh, if you do that again, I'm going to unfollow you. <laughs> oh god! And then, then, you and keep then, but, then again. I, but then I swipe to the right and I just forget about it. And then about, I'm like, oh, you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you double time, why I yada. Let's talk about our guest, shall we? Let's well, that's the whole point. This is what I was going to say. We do have a guest today, and the reason why I was talking about turns on and turns off is because we have Tom Reed Wilson, the very man from Celebs Go Dating. Who? What does that have to do with turning on? Well, he gets very much turned on by vocabulary and poetry. Oh, a man after my own heart. Is he after your own heart? Well, I mean, we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, we'll find out. Is he after your own heart? I don't know. I mean, I have never met him. Do you know what I found out? A little. Also, I had a something. So, what what noises do giraffes make? No, they, yeah. they don't have a voice box. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I know. I've seen a, a giraffe make a noise. No, giraffes don't have voice boxes. They don't make noises. How interesting. And I, I heard that. I feel like that's true. I heard that from no, because Celebs I'm, Go Dating, which no, no, Tom no, no, no. Reed Wilson is on. Do you know what, though? Because I was at, um, I was at Woburn Safari Park for my birthday, and there was a, um, a giraffe that had been tranquilized, and one of the other giraffes was making noise. I think I've even got it on camera somewhere. Well, I'm Googling it. Just so to... th- I think that is actually wrong. That's not a true fact. Uh, drafts do have a voice box. Yeah. Perhaps they... Okay. Well, I was watching Celebs Go Dating the other day and the girl oh, on it said... Jamie, just, just a word of advice. I wouldn't get all your facts from Celebs Go Dating. But we got Tom on who is, just, just, is it, from is that, Celebs Go Dating and I thought that everything he does is completely real and yeah. it's, it's, you know... That's where you go for all of your uh, bio, biological facts about... But why would they lie on TV? Why would anyone lie? I mean, why would they lie on TV? You kidding me? Everything on TV is the truth, Jamie. Just keep believing. Tom, have you watched? It's gonna be tricky. Actually, we have two Toms in the room. God. I didn't even think about that. Oh, what are we going to do with it? We're going to have to call you Payno. Oi, Payno. <laughs> Oi, Payno. That's what we're going to have to call yeah, you. Let's, let's definitely not do that. We're yeah. going to have to. We're going to have to call you Payno. So from now on, Tom. Let's definitely do that. Yeah. Huh? So, yeah. Tom. God, Tom, you, you, you've really. 
you know, we've, we've sniffed blood now. <laughs> so, Tom, from now on, your name is Paino. So when Tom Reed Wilson comes and you have to introduce yourself as Paino. Otherwise, it, the audience are going to get confused. They'll be like, wait, that's two Toms. Yeah, we can't do that. Okay. Isn't that your name on Instagram, Paino? No. It's okay. a, you don't even follow me on Instagram. Get so Lamp. Oh, yeah, Get Lamp. Get yeah, Lamp. Yeah. Or it's No Pain, No Gain. <laughs> no Pain. That's no. what you should change it to. No Pain, No, no Gain, No. Okay, so we have Tom Reed Wilson coming on the show. Uh, Tom Pain, Te Paino. Have you ever watched Slubs Go Dating? Nope. You've never seen it? Nope. Okay, you are the ear of our audience. You are the eye of the mouse. What? What is it called when you know the eye of the sun? You're the eye of the audience, the ear of the audience. You're all the person who's going to ask all the questions. I will ask all the questions. Because you are the audience member of us. Because right. you, I've watched it. France, have you been watching it? No, no, I haven't actually seen it, any of it. But I have, I'm aware of the guy because I've seen it occasionally on um, t- uh, Thompson, Sam Thompson's uh, Instagram. Okay. He, I think he's, has he, am I mistaken that he's sometimes been in his Instagram story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, so I've seen the guy. Also, you were walking down the street today and what happened? Which one? Which street? I don't know what street. You said you're walking down the street and you came across two girls talking about... Oh, yes. So, so I was walking... Well, actually, I wasn't walking down the street. I, um, I was in my car and I, had my, I was parking my car and I was in the process of putting in the parking meter and I heard these two... I love how he mimes it. When yes, he's yeah, he's two, miming it. These two girls walked past and then I heard one of them go, oh my God, I love celebs go dating. So I thought, oh, well, that's so funny because... I'm going to do a podcast with one of the people from Celebs Go Dating. So it must be a popular show, I thought to myself. Well, welcome to the party, Tom Reed Wilson, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, buddy, how are you? Oh, I'm so well. It's nice to see your twinkly face above oh, the microphone. Do you know what? So Tom and I, guys, just so you know, Tom and Francis, actually, Paino. We're now, Paino. we've got two Toms in the room, so this is Paino. To avoid any oh. confusion, this is Paino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I love. It's a it's shame great. that this wasn't isn't just audio and it was visual because then it's very easy to distinguish. My because he looks like a Viking. I think people will know who's talking. <laughs> but Tom, yes. the thing is, Tom Payne normally likes clarinets and Warhammer, but Payno actually breaks Warhammer and clarinets. You yeah. just don't like anything. You're complete opposite to your normal. This is your alter ego coming out. Yeah. I can't believe we're starting the conversation. Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, do you know the Rex Harrison story about clarinets? No, no. tell us. <laughs> Well, he was pretty musically illiterate when he was in My Fair Lady. It was the first time he'd ever done a musical. And they had this awful... It was a day like today, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where you are in the world, whoever's listening, but we've got blizzards, haven't we? We've got the yeah. most ridiculous weather at the moment. The and the tryouts from the east. Of, uh, yes. And the tryouts of My Fair Lady were in a blizzard in New Haven, and oh. everything went wrong and the turntables didn't work. And, I used to um, live in New Haven. Actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah for And then years. this vast piece of set fell down and nearly decapitated Rex Harrison. Oh, wow. And no. the whole orchestra stopped. <laughs> no. And he said, oh, come on, let's go from that bit with the, with the clarionets. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't have a clue what anything was called. But Tom, you, you grew up with musical theatre, right, didn't you? Yes. This is what you did, because you were in... Alice Wonderland. Yes. Oh, wow. Beauty Ooh, and the Beast. I've done, this is what, you? hey, what's up team? I've been researching. <laughs> so you did uh, Alice in Wonderland as well. Did yes. You, know, you did some, and that, was that pantomime or not pantomime? It was, well, in a very sort of haughty way, they called it a Christmas musical. It was in Dubai. You weren't allowed ah. to say pantomime. Why well, can't you fright- say pantomime in they Dubai? They were frightfully snobby about yeah. it. <laughs> really? But it was essentially a pantomime. But what is, what is it like? I suppose, what is it like... 
being on stage in something like a pantomime because mm. all of us, I suppose, France, you've been on stage, I've been on stage, Tom, you were in an orchestra, supposedly. I have played on stage. You've oh, played yeah. on oh, stage. Wait, in your yeah. band. <laughs> in your band. <laughs> I've done bands and orchestras. And yeah, but you haven't been lead role like me. What, what lead role have you Lysander. done? Lysander. I was Lysander. Oh, yeah. I said. Rally in Journey's End. You're talking about school production? No. Well, <laughs> university as well. It doesn't matter. It's still whatever league I was in, I was at the top of it. Top of a very low league. <laughs> <laughs> very bad league. But Tom, so what is it? What do you love, I suppose, most about being on stage and being in front of audience and doing something like musical theatre? Oh, gosh. Well... Everything. I mean, the live engagement with an audience is just electric, as you mm. know. It's just so thrilling. And you become, you develop these amazing sort of antennae and you, you think you, you're so hyper aware of if someone's got a cold or if, you know, or if your, um, your opposite number has a cold or if they've changed something up and you, you're thinking so quickly yeah, yeah and it's the most wonderful sort of cognitive exercise yeah. i think because you you're so immersed in it and you're thinking doubly fast and you're really kind of so in tune thinking on your feet and you've mm. got to be sort of nimble on your toes yeah. yes look absolutely. at that francis will you thespian over there <laughs> well you know you are budding thespian I well think. you know I've, I've had my my uh you've dabbled, you're I've dabbled. yeah yeah, yeah. But, well but, edinburgh i did a lot of theater yeah. but but tom oh, are you are you one of those people tom who when you when you see someone in the audience who mm. is like coughing or on their phone or something that you like you look at them yeah, what's, you your get, le- what's your least favourite oh, thing about... Uh, no, theater? I think I think of it as a sort of a really robust challenge. And I think, oh gosh, if they're momentarily distracted, then I must up my game. I sort of think, let's top it. Let's top it. You've never had one of those... Uh, who, who, who was it that blew up at, at someone in the audience? Oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, he didn't. Kevin, yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey did not uh, blow up. Someone, someone was on their phone, I think. Or, yeah. Somebody... Uh, picked up their phone and he said uh, he was irate and he said uh, well it must be desperately important clearly somebody's been hospitalized <laughs> or something like that <laughs> and he said why don't you have that conversation and then he made them uh, ha- answer the call and have the conversation no the that's a lie there's no way no it's true <laughs> in front of the and whole it's not the only one i think there there's a whole catalog yeah. of famous um explosions which like is actually yeah fair enough though because like i mean if you're if you're answering your phone in the middle of a play, I mean, it, surely one thing will throw someone off, yeah. but also, I mean... If you paid money to be there, why, yeah, why it, sit on your phone? That makes no sense. But also, yeah. you're ruining it for everyone yeah. else. I once, when I was doing, when I was doing uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, when I was playing Lysander, right? A lead role. Midsummer's uh, Night's Dream. Uh, uni? <laughs> well, that, well, no, I was at school just right. after I played, just after I played uh, the lead role is Ralph right. in Lord of the Flies. So that was, yeah. Oh, yeah, gosh. following... Oh, what did the critics think of your Yeah, really good. All the parents loved it, which was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all the but I nearly missed my entrance because I was on the loo taking a poo. <laughs> that does not sound like you at all, Jamie. Yeah, yeah and I nearly <laughs> missed my whole entrance. Ba- basically, Tom, we uh, <laughs> haven't seemed to have gone through an entire podcast without Jamie mentioning his, his bowel movements. Yeah, he's movements. got a bit of an issue. But, but weirdly enough, I've worked out why I have bad bowel movements. It's because I'm a caesarean and you... Agree- <laughs> yeah, I'm a, right. I'm a caesarean. Right. Caesarean yeah, yeah. baby. I'm a caesarean baby. Yes. Which you're means- not a caesarean. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> what is... What is if you are, you're a caesarean now. Is that not right? A caesarean's a procedure. <laughs> you can't be a caesarean. <laughs> Can you not be a caesarean? <laughs> well, two things. Firstly, I'm a baby born of love. 
What does that oh. mean? Yeah, because I, my parents conceived me in Valentine's month. Oh, well, we must have a similar birthday. Okay, let's set on uh, three. One, two, three, November 3rd. <gasps> You're my brothers <laughs> and my stepfathers. But you see, my sister and I <laughs> well, you had, must an, had that theory because yeah. we um, she's November the 11th and I'm November the 12th. So, so I'm, I'm October the 20th. So th- Oh, right. No, so you for- were born You were born out of just, just pure boredom because it was January. <laughs> well, I was born on <laughs> Valentine's born to Day, keep so warm. fuck you. No, you I, conceived to keep warm. I was conceived in Japan, in Tokyo. Oh, in, we, in an apple orchard. There's absolute. There, there are so many of us <laughs> that are early, early to mid-November. And my sister and I said, "Oh, well, what's nine months before?" And we said, "Lo and behold, it's Valentine's Day." And I think it's the only time my parents ever did it. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's you, only, so you like to think? I think my parents did it, but I think with a lot of other people rather than actually doing it. What? Yeah, I think were so. they polyamorous? I don't think they were polyamorous. I think it was bored of each swingers. other. <laughs> they weren't swingers. Weren't they? Actually, speaking of Tom, the, Gloucester, you, the glossy posse we, swingers, swinging. The Gloucester, but we have to actually get into it first, Tom, because uh, you know, for lots of our listeners, and we yeah. have a lot of them, and they're the most badass listeners in the entire world. Um, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Who you are? What you're doing? What you're about? Blah blah blah. Here you go, the mic is yours. What turns you on, what turns you off? Oh, well, well, I suppose I'm, I'm best known for celebs go dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am the receptionist slash, well, now, elevated junior client coordinator. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you, you got promoted. You got promoted to junior I'm client. I'm one rung up the ladder now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm close to penetrating wow. those upper echelons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that, that all happened by accident because I'm sort of going backwards, but yeah, that happened by accident because I was on The Voice and I ah. had, did a sort of very Jolly Hockey Sticks kind of performance. <laughs> and I think that they had their agents who were kind of um, smart and earnest and um, and they wanted somebody ultra-crepidarian and um, sort of the tea and sympathy role, I suppose. And somebody that was casting it saw it and thought, oh, well, that would be a good contrast. So that happened by accident. And then the voice happened by accident because I was doing Windsor Rep. And I thought, again, I thought I'm not penetrating the upper echelons. (laughs) And what is is Windsor Rep? Well, it's one of the few remaining repertory seasons in the company where you do sort of multiple plays uh, and you kind of rehearse cool. one while you're performing in one. I was going to ask another question. I was going to say, what is a, what is a repertory? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. God you explained it. What are you and repeating? It was really old fashioned. It was like the, the early repertory seasons where you would paint the set and you would help sew the costumes oh, and you cool. would really kind of, you'd really muck in mm-hmm. Um and I loved it. I so is that where you did? Where did you? Is that where you trained, or did you train somewhere before? No, I trained before that. I trained at the Royal Academy of Music oh, in, wow, in cool. musical theatre. And, and also, curiously, I never. I was either in concerts or in plays. I, I was always mm. singing or acting, but never really in a musical, unless it was a pantomime. But the interesting thing about Tom, if you didn't know this, that his father, his grandfather, and his great grandfather were teachers at Bradford College. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, how on earth did you know Because that? I'm just a genius. Yeah, look at that. Because the producer researched no, it and gave no, a piece of paper. No, no, producers in the room, did you, did you tell me that at all? I did. No, there we go. Thank you very yeah. much. And actually, it. it's how my my mum and dad met because there was this fast age gap, sixteen years. My right. mum always, well, until very recently, she was like much older men. Now she's <laughs> going the other way. Um, <laughs> but um, wait, she, so are, are your parents divorced or not divorced? They're divorced. They're divorced. Okay, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um, would be. She was she was the daughter of a master at the school where my dad taught, and there was this sort of extraordinary thing that they sort of forgot there was a world outside the school yeah. so the, the eldest children would either date the youngest boys at the school or the oldest boys at the school or the youngest masters it was a different time yes all the youngest masters and my dad was was one of those eligible bachelors and he was sort of i think he was more or less a confirmed bachelor and then my mum came along and then rapidly i came along so were you were you uh, did you go to Brownfield as well or no, I didn't. Uh, they thought that it would be good, a good idea to have a little bit more to branch the family out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so then they went to another public school in in rural Berkshire, which was about fifteen minutes down the road, Pangbourne College, which oh, yeah. was a nautical college. And what, I went. So there. I hated Pangbourne. So, so I, I hate. I used to play them rugby. Oh gosh, yeah. we might have played each other. Oh, I, I don't know if we're the same vintage. So I would. I'm 29, Tom. Are we the same? Oh, vintage? I'm a little older than you. Yeah, but only just 31. Okay, well we would have probably played. But I went. They to the, were the I went scariest to, I went people to, in the world. I, I mean, went, honestly, Pangbourne people were the scariest people in the world, to the point where we we used to play them rugby, and it was literally like rhinos running at you. Yeah, we they're would, big. They were so big. But I went. I went to the terrible. I didn't fare very well. I'd run in the other direction, you see. And in the end, I got put in charge of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Francis? I went to the oratory, which is just down the road oh, from yes, you as well. Oh, yes, just down yeah, the yeah, road. Yeah. So yes, we, I think so we played pa- there. Pangbourne and Bradfield were kind of... Well, Pangbourne were kind of like local derby, yeah. rugby derby. This is a posh conversation. It was monstrous, though. I mean, I used to have to polish cannons yeah. every day. <laughs> and I used to have to march. And I, and I marched with a French horse. <laughs> Actually, Polish cannons. I did. That was my. I didn't know if that was a metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) No. Why um, do you have cannons? Francis oh, well, they had war. all these. Well, you see, the I, thing is, I, it was founded in 1917, and it was right. a, it w- was founded really as a real nautical college, and people would go into the navy, okay. and then it stopped its official ties, and but they were allowed they kept to keep cannons. the uniform. And as, it, as is often the case mm. when something is purely 
sort of a nod to something that's gone before they sort of take it even more seriously yeah, yeah, yeah. so um so there were there were cannons and flagpoles and you had to salute and you had to wow. kind of um and then we had this marching band and i played the french horn and i was always in dire fear of losing my teeth because i thought this fast <laughs> brass instrument slamming against you while you're trying to play henry mancini i used to row down and, and we actually our stretch of river was was it was just before pangborn so yeah. i used to run actually through bradfield when i used to run down to the oh. river so through bradfield and then i'd you know row against it's pangborn. so pretty yeah. isn't it should we um, move but, on and hear your diary? Well, no, but I just want to know one interesting thing quickly before we do. Stop. The thing is, this is what we were talking about before, because you love acting, you love music. Mm, so yeah. what, what, what turns you on and what turns you off in life? Oh, that's a good question. Well, the arts are my biggest turn on. Mm-hmm. I'm such a cheerleader for them in all departments. Um, and I'm at the theatre once a week and I devour books and um, and old cinema, new cinema, uh, you name it. Because I, opera, what, have you seen any uh, good plays recently? Yes. Oh, gosh. My, my top recommendation at the moment is Mary Stewart, oh. which is um, it's on at the Duke of York Theatre. And it started at the Almeida. And it's ab- about... Um, Mary Queen of Scots and Queen Elizabeth during Mary Queen of Scots incarceration and apparently the reason that she couldn't sort of bring herself to kill her for ages and ages was because she sort of thought that she was her uh, sort of the flip side of of her yeah and um and ultimately went to meet her and with that in mind the actresses at the beginning of each performance flip a coin which has a camera suspended above it so you can see it. Yeah. Um, and they call, one of them calls heads and wherever it lands, they play that role. Oh, wow. So they both, I they love both know that. both roles. That's so, cool. Yeah, so they both play both roles and um, it is extraordinary. It's just electric, this sort of clash of the titans. Brilliantly written. I went to see Ink at the Almeida recently. Have you seen? Oh, have you I've seen not that? Seen Fant- that. Ta- fantastic. Actually, one of the one of the best plays I've ever seen. Oh, really, really. I went fantastic. to. I went to recently. I went to the Book of Mormon. Okay, so. Oh, so anyway. I've got a. I've That's got hilarious. A okay, well, I, I took my ex girlfriend Tom to the Book of Mormon. So oh. your ex girlfriend's called Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not 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 now. <laughs> I didn't take her now. I took her when we were together. So I took my girlfriend at the time to the Book of Mormon, and she we were arriving there. She said, uh, "Firstly, by the way, Jamie, I don't really like." The theatre, and I went. Don't worry, you'll love this How one. Do you not like the theatre. Well, she said she didn't. I don't know. She said I don't like the, th- the theatre. I know people who don't like the theatre. And I actually. went. I went. Okay, don't worry about it. And she said we arrived. She said also I don't like musicals. And I went. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, and, then, and then and then she went. Is it about politics or religion? And I went. It's about religion. But I don't like that either. So I went. Okay. So we went in there, watched it, and halfway through we left because she wanted to leave. Oh, Fra- <laughs> this is Frankie. But this I. Really cool. yeah. That's one of my turnoffs. When people say I don't like musicals, yeah. I get cross because I think that's a bit like saying I don't like food because yeah. it's just this. So, I mean, There's so a Sondheim musical is just a play, mm. really, with music. It's not sort of jazz hands. Kinky yeah. Boots is un-frickin... Oh, shut up about Kinky Boots. Oh, my God. Let's, I move, on, let's move on to your diary. Come okay, on. right. So, Tom, mm. every single week what we do is we write a diary, and this is my diary yeah. from the last week. It's also very... Enth- it's thrilling, exhilarating, and all the above that you can possibly imagine. <gasps> all of the words. <laughs> all the words. Are you ready for this? I am excited. Well, I'm going to start from last week, just because the Brits was last week, and I feel like we recorded our podcast before the Brits so I'm going to start from Wednesday last week 
It's the night of the Brits and for some reason I'm feeling slightly nervous about it. Not nervous about going, but as always, I know it's going to be one of those nights where you don't know where it will take you. Dressed to the max, my monomy and I took the most glamorous part, my monomy and I took the most glamorous part of transport, the tube to the O2. Swept past security and into the arena where our table was front center. Now, our friend Jack Whitehall was hosting the event and he had asked to make a joke about me. After being shown where I was, I was sitting where I was sitting and doing for the dinner time, the show began. The Brits is one of those places that every single person seems to be looking at each other with either interest, envy or pity. And it seems like wherever you look, people are just staring at each other. It's so weird. That's what happens at the Brits. Every the, the whole night, everyone just looks around looking at each other. No one actually looks. Gosh. It's just the where, most... Where else would you look? Well, at the stage, <clears throat> as the performance is going where on. Where were you looking? At the stage. Oh, yeah, sure. I wasn't looking at yeah. anything. Yeah. Then how do you know other people? in your peripheral yeah. vision. Yeah. <laughs> like gaze. No, I was not looking at anyone. I was looking purely at Avert the stage. Avert your eyes, darling. Stop looking. Stop looking. <laughs> I was just looking at everyone. I was looking at everyone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is everyone looking at everyone? <laughs> what, what were they looking at you with? Pity or... <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't envy. It's, <laughs> it's just last year. Yeah. I don't think it was interest either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only perhaps that, perhaps confusion. What you were doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he on the front table? Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, but then when the joke was made, they all knew. There you go because he's going to be made a joke. Oh, on. he's the butt of the joke <laughs> again. again. It was it was Jack's first one, wasn't it? It was Jack's first one. Yeah. And did, how so. was his debut? Oh my god, he did. Do you know what he said before? So we were with his mum, and his mum said it's the most nervous I've ever seen him. Oh, yeah, so apparently because it's the most, there's no room for error. As a comedian, you kind of, you're on stage, you're performing what you know is your act. Yeah. And then when you have to do something like that, there is no yeah. room for error at all, right? You have to just go with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty. I went to see one of his first ever gigs in, in, the, in a pub in Barnes, in the downstairs of a How pub. How was it? Yeah, it was great. There were like 20 people there. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was good. Yeah. I saw. Then I was like, this guy's going to be big. Than he, than he was. I saw. I called it. Um, <laughs> you called, this, <laughs> called, you it. called it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Ellen DeGeneres just before she hosted her first Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, some legendary actress who had won an Oscar, who I now forget, went on to Ellen DeGeneres and she said, "Do you have any, any advice for me?" And she said, "Just imagine it's a wonderful party and you're the host." And everybody's come to see you. Everybody's come to have a glorious time. And you're just the host of this lovely party. Really good advice. And I thought, what a wonderful yeah. way to look at it. I think about that in life. I just think whenever I just walk... You're the host. I wake, up in the morning go, I, I wake up in the morning and I go, well, I'm the host. Is that why you always world? make the, those announcements <laughs> on the tube? Yeah, you're, yeah, always, yeah. you're always holding Hello, everyone. Court. Hello, everyone. That's morning. Really it's Shakespearean. Me. Not all the world's the stage, but all the world's my party. Yeah. yeah. Or, and or, everybody, everybody else is merely <laughs> my guest. <laughs> Whether they like yeah, yeah. Hello. Yes. I would, honestly, I would love. It. I would love it if everyone woke up and it was like a, when it snows. When it's snowing at the moment, it becomes London becomes a musical because everyone is what? so. Yeah, it does. Yes. Everyone's so excited and happy and fun. Very cold jazz hands. <laughs> to the point yeah. where, to the point where, honestly, there was when I was in uh, Golden Square in Soho, there was a guy walking past and he looked like a very serious businessman. He got hit with a snowball and he and he shook his head and laughed. But that <laughs> happened in normal life it, it wouldn't you know it wouldn't work out what do you mean what would you, 
normal, normal life. It's like mid, midsummer, I'm hitting with a snowboard. Like. No, the other time, the other time, I remember when it was snowing. I promise, I was with my friend Charlie Duckworth, going back from oh, London. I was going from, back from London to Radley College, where I went to school, yeah. and it was snowing outside. And we had had a little bit to drink, and he was sitting on one chair in uh, next to me, and I was sitting on the other. And he was feeling sick, and he threw up on the guy next to him on his table went over him no. and the guy said if I hadn't had such a good day I would have hit you so he said to him because oh. it was snowing he didn't hit him and snow does so no, many there's things. a lesson but for everybody but also on the flip side that's what the snow makes you do because I have just never it makes you imbibe very heavily yeah because yeah. well, you think people... I always think I've got I need some kind of Raise in my insulation. <laughs> it makes the people mischievous. Have a table. It? Yeah. yeah, it makes yeah, you yes. mischievous. Makes, makes makes me mischievous. Makes people mischievous. Do you wake up the naughtiest thing you've drawn in the snow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, my flatmate did a massive member yesterday. Oh, I actually, <laughs> you, you, I, yeah, I love it. Member. Normally, we just say cock. But <laughs> 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 right here we go. Not only that, but we were surrounded by stars. And when I say stars, I mean stars. Like actual famous people. Yeah, famous people. Like actual famous people. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> there were other famous people there, yeah. All right. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Okay, good. He's <clears throat> trying to say that he's more famous than you. <laughs> Tom Jones shook his hand, Ed Sheeran shook his hand, even Harry Kane, who I shouted at and shook his hand and took a photo with, which I normally would never do, but I did. I constantly find it a little bit cringe. Jack was great and the show went swimmingly. It was then my moment. I was whisked to the centre table with no warning. Jack stood next to me and the camera went live. I, for some reason, didn't know if I was in shot or not in shot, so I didn't know how to act. Instead, I just acted slightly grumpy. It's so oh. true. They, they, oh, I saw that. They, yeah, you, it was the most embarrassing. It was quite awkward. It was so awkward. <laughs> so, Tom, I was asked by Jack if he could make a joke. Yes, and, yes. And when I arrived, forgot to, when I arrived at the Brits, they sat me down and said, Jamie, by the way, Jack is going to come up to you and you're going to sing a lyric. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what is the lyric going to be? And they're like, don't worry, it'll be absolutely fine. You're just going to sing a lyric. So the whole time I was like, is it going to be Ed Sheeran? What is it? What is it? Yes. So in my head, I was getting... What if I don't know the song? What if I don't know the song? Yeah. Anyway, I was then taken to centre stage, sat on this... Some poor guy, because it's so rushed, some poor guy was moved from his seat, moved out the way, and I had to sit so that wasn't seat. your actual seat? No, that wasn't my seat. I moved from his seat. Everyone on the table was like, what are you doing here? The camera was then suddenly put on me, and I was like, oh my God. And I was going to Jack, who was standing and going, Jack, what's my lyric? <laughs> and he was going, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I was like, well, what is it? What is it? They went, three, two, one, as they do behind the camera. Yeah. Camera goes live and Jack starts talking. And I didn't know if I was in shot or not. So I just sat there just not doing anything. And the last minute, minute, I just pushed him. <laughs> you, wanted to be, you wanted to get involved in some way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jack. You. Well, the whole I thought it was your finest acting, I'll be honest with you. Well, my whole impressed. joke was going to be, because I thought the whole point was when he, he was going to make me sing a lyric and go, oh, they've invited a guy from Made in Chelsea. And I was going to make the joke saying, it's not, I'm not from Made in Chelsea, I'm Judge Rinder. And I didn't, and that would have gone down like a lead balloon, I think. <laughs> Everyone would have been like, the whole Brits would have just gone silent. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, you would have... <laughs> Fear not, everyone, it was just an act It was then to one of the three after parties I would like to say I was invited but I, sne- I, but I have a sneaky suspicion It was Jack getting us invited Warner, Sony and Universal I wish I could say which one I was at But obviously no idea All I can say is I met Calvin Harris And it was in a hotel And of course the hangover was left with me For the rest of the week Saturday no. Prairie Oyster, that's what you need 
a period oyster. A, no, a prairie <laughs> oyster. Oh, it's a, it's a raw egg and Worcester sauce in it. Does that help? Cures a hangover in an instant. But does it really cure hangover? Or is well, it I'm one of those desperately irritating people that doesn't get them. But I gather it really does. I don't, don't get hangovers. No, I've had... Two in my life, and they were beastly. Okay. They, they, they did not go away mid-afternoon as they're supposed to. They just hung around. But uh, they're the only two I've ever had. The, wow. only, the only time when I've had a really bad hangover was when I was in Venice. And we were filming out in Venice, made in Chelsea. And I got so drunk the night before, I couldn't shoot my scene. They couldn't. They tried to prop me up in the scene, and it was just <laughs> oh. too bad. They had to put oh, me to bed. Darling. I woke up the next morning, and I was like, well, I've obviously been spiked. I've never felt this way. Oh, no, just drunk too much. So they got a doctor over to give me a, an injection that stops you feeling nauseous. Have, right. you, have you heard of these things? It was the most painful thing. I'm, all I'm going to say, Saturday. <laughs> I don't think I felt normal again until today. Whatever was in the beef at the Brits has really taken a turn in my stomach and I feel slightly bizarre still. Speaking of beef, I think I'm going to go pescatarian. I've always liked the idea of not eating red meat and now that I hear that red meat gives you nightmares, I think I need to stop eating it. Apparently the fear of the animal when it goes to your brain... Apparently the fear of the animal when it's killed goes to your brain and that's what gives you the horrid dreams. That is not oh, true. Yeah. Gosh. Well, no, there's... there's, there's, yeah. there's it, it, when it dies, the animal releases cortisol, so that it, which is a stress hormone. Mm. So there are, there are theories that... You when, can bottle it when you drink well, it. No, when you eat... Uh, when you eat <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, uh, if you're eating uh, an animal that's had cortisol flowing through it, but I don't know if that's actually... There's well, been any know. significant studies into that. I don't know. Plus, I feel like I'll be much less gluttonous if I become a non-red meat eater. While I'm at it, I'm going to become teetotal and stop eating gluten too. If I'm going to do it, why not try and do the whole nine yards? It's time to commit and change my body, and perhaps this is time. Are you going to have fun, aren't you? Well, I don't know. I, I think, feel like... Um, your, your body's looking pretty good, Downey. Look at... Well... <laughs> your they... contours are in all the right places. They are? And I think they're lovely. He's just the nicest man <laughs> in the entire world. So just keep oh, eating no, meat, just... mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> also, Tom, you'll love this because you love... Interesting facts. You love words more yes. than anything. Oh, I do. What we do is we always ask a question of the week. Now, Tom, Pano and I over here, we've only ever got it once. You've <laughs> no, got I've got it twice. You've, you've got, got it once. twice. I've got it once. We have to guess the answer to Francis' question of the week that we're going to hear in part two. Oh, so you ready for I it? Say. So Francis, please give us the question of the week. Okay. Um, actually, no, that's not a good one because that's a tongue twist. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is, this is an animals one. Okay. Um, what is the closest living relative to the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Oh. Oh, I see. Well, as our guest, Tom... You're first. Well, it's got to be some kind of reptile, hasn't it, surely? Or a swan. <laughs> <laughs> it is the only two possible options. Is that it's your final swan. answer? No, it's not. Tom, you go first. I think it's not going to be something as obvious as a lizard. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a snake. A snake? No, yeah. it's not a snake. It's, it's slithers. Also, a snake, Adam and Eve before... What? Dinosaurs. <laughs> No, but this what? But it's to do with it's to do <laughs> with that was, that was a whole sentence. It's sort of to do with genetic makeup, isn't it? Rather than yeah. well, I don't know. Well I mean I know what it is. You know what it is. Okay, Pano. Uh, come on, Pano, whatever. Hey, hey, come on. I genuinely have no idea. I think it's some kind of fish, but I don't know. A fish. fish? Yeah. What, you think a Tyrannosaurus Rex has gills? <laughs> well, it's something, that, it's something that was still around in those times, so it doesn't have to be a reptile, does it? It's something that's been 
on like, the planet for like a, very a long shark. Time. You think a shark? Maybe. Okay. Well, what's your answer? Come on. I don't know specifically. You can't. You, you can't just say. You can't say a fish. You have to give an answer. You know the. There's my answer. A fish. Yeah. <laughs> so your answer is the closest thing to Tyrannosaurus Rex is a fish. Yeah. What kind of fish? A oh, big that one. means we're oh, oh, you're oh, your clue there. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for a fish as well. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go for a. <laughs> you don't know any fish, do you? Yeah, catfish, catfish, dogfish, no them all. <laughs> Cod, blue whale. <laughs> That's not a blue fish. fish. Yeah, it is. That is a fish. A blue whale is not a fish. What is it? It's a whale, it's a fish. Yeah, it's a mammal. Okay, well, potato, potato. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I'm going to say... Have you seen them when they eat? Because I, I love Attenborough documentaries. Yeah. And all the fish come in, the, the bigger fish, like the tuna, come mm-hmm. in and they send all the um, brill kind of going up yeah. to the surface and then they come in and they just unhinge their jaw oh yeah it's amazing yeah. like that and scoop them all and up. how they sleep and as well they... just like they sleep yes. just facing down in the middle of the ocean yes. it's amazing they are remarkable yeah. aren't they? also just staggering a blue whale's penis is eight meters long well do you know the aristotle Anassis story about that that a limpid has no well he so Aristotle the limpid has the biggest pe- Aristotle Anas <laughs> is the second husband of Jackie Kennedy uh-huh. um, who also was with Maria Callas when he was wooing Maria Callas on his yacht the Christina he had these bar stools which were ostensibly covered with white leather and she was sitting on one he was pouring her a drink at his bar in the in the boat and um he said, you do realise you're sitting on the biggest penis in the world, don't you? <laughs> and she said, what? And um, he said, yes, all my barstools are covered with whale's foreskins. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was That's his great. chat-up line. And I remarkably, it, it worked for him. It worked. Do you think he's, yeah. he's used it? Do you think he'd used oh, it? Oh, many times. He's <laughs> a rather oleaginous yeah, creature. Yeah. Right, really? let's wrap this half up. What's your answer, Jamie? What is weird? I think foreskins are quite gross anyway. Okay. Is that how we're going to wrap it up? No, what's the answer to the question <laughs> of the week? <laughs> Love that pun. <laughs> sure. You like that, did you? Um, okay, my answer is I'm going to say uh, rhino. Rhino? Okay, it's not that, is it? So I'm going to say a shark. <laughs> Unless that was a bluff. I'm going to say a shark. Did you a shark? Yeah. I'm going to go with an eel. An eel. Yeah. I'm going to stick to my guns. What, 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 was, what was your gun? A snake. A snake. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to part one. Do not fear, because in part two, we're going to have Francis Starry, the answer to the question of the week. Tom is still with us, and we're going to play a game. You yeah. ready for it, team? Bless. See you in part two. See you then. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. 
Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.